Hi everyone, welcome to Backstage with Blur the Border with me, your host Surpi. Today we're speaking with Anisha, who's known the world of styling from the age of 18 and since then has continued to make her mark in this space. She began her journey working with Manish Malhotra and Kunal Rawal. Today she's behind the looks you see on Shahid Kapoor and Rajkumar Rao. In this episode we discuss Anisha's early days and how she's seen the industry evolve. Anisha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to chat with you. Lovely. So like I just said, you've been styling since you were 18 and you yeah. worked with Manish Malhotra, Kunal Rawal. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got started and how you got started so young? Right after my 12th grade, I knew I didn't want to stay at home because like you get that 4-5 months off. So I knew I wanted to work. I always knew I wanted to do something in fashion. That's when I started working with Kunal. Kunal was actually my first job. Um what did you do with Kunal? Assisting him. Okay. I was just assisting him. Kunal had de-stress at that point. And um right after that I did join college. I was in SNDT. I tried to do a fashion design course, but then I got TB. So I couldn't complete my one year. and then again then that whole year was going to go to waste so like in 3 4 months when i was okay again i was like wait i'm not you know that's when i joined manish and then i worked with him on a lot of movies and you know stuff like that so then it was just then it just started so then i never i mean when i actually did join college again but when i joined college again i was like they're not even teaching you half the things that you actually need on the field mm-hmm. and i had that experience already so like this is redundant wow yeah <laughs> What would you say has been the defining project in your career that made you feel validated as a stylist? Shahid. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For after years of doing what I was doing when Shahid did happen for me, I also did come into my own. Yeah, like I feel like before that I was doing like things here there whatever. I I didn't I hadn't found myself, but with him I feel like that happened. Like I then i finally found that okay i'm really good at men styling you know i should also go down right. this path i feel like with shahid and me we could like we actually ended up creating looks that were different and you know people took up and like you know i mean they they took notice you've once said that you enable everybody that you work with to be true to who they are how do you go about achieving that i try and suss them out mm-hmm. the personality try and spend a little time just talking to them on the phone or like what they like what yeah. they don't like i hate making anybody look like the other person because that's what is in trend i try and avoid that as much as i can unless the actors really like you know and then you don't have an option but mm-hmm. um the endeavor always is to get their personality out yeah. who are they what are they wanting to say yeah. and then if they're not comfortable it's going to show and i've had so many of those where you're not comfortable in what you're wearing yeah. it's going to tell it's going it they're not going to be able to carry it off and that's never fun but you just said that you suss them out and that's obviously you know people have to kind of like let you in a little bit what is that relationship building process for you like obviously it's not a one conversation of course. you know I personally believe and I enjoy working with people also who put that trust in me where it's not come sign me for one event and go because mm. I'm not going to be able to change anything I'm not going to be able to turn anything around Exactly it's 
it is a process it is going to take time and you know slowly 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 we'll find each other it will be a trial and error so i actually really really enjoy that and i feel like that's what shahid and me have been able to do or raj and me because it was it was years of you know talking to one another being like there was so much face time you know so it's not it's not by one conversation or one trial it's when you are in their energy you know what's yeah. he like what's he you know what what excites him what yeah. doesn't you know like just that that yeah. what kind of music he listens to you know just when you're in their energy i feel like you pick up so many things yeah. that it does make the process easier how do you approach somebody that's just starting out versus somebody who's as established as rajkumar or shahid i feel like with somebody that's just starting out there is also and i've actually had the opportunity of styling a couple of them they're so crowded and nobody's blaming them because it's like so many noises in their head yeah. i feel like they need to be handheld and you know take them through still find them still be like okay you might come to me because like you want to dress like shahid but can you actually carry that off i don't think so not yet yeah. we'll build that yeah. you know so trust let's just start with you want to be able to look good even if it's a classic let's just do that yeah. but then there are all these people in the background in there like the managers and all of that is there in the middle of all that noise mm. if you can have that connect with that person and me like trust a little little by little i try mm. and talk to the pr the managers also the guys but he can't carry that off let's not yeah so yeah that's a very important part of sort of like negotiating an outfit or a look always isn't it always do you also enjoy styling women i love styling women it comes with its own set of uh, hustle and bustle and i love it there's also a lot more brands to like there's a lot more to play with so much more mm. so much more that with menswear sometimes it's a bit like okay there are only now these 40 you know where am i getting more from yeah um so yeah in and there's a limitation on the silhouette that you can yeah, play with correct. do you feel like you've been typecast thousand percent yeah thousand percent ever since um i did start styling men it was uh yeah now she's styling men she doesn't style women anymore mm. so and i actually still face that i still face that till today every now and then i'll get a call for a for a girl and i'm like oh really this is fun let's do this yeah can you talk to me about what your process is like once you've gotten somebody for instance you're styling someone for an event Yeah. So you're styling Rajkumar for an event. What's yeah. your process like? So fittings is obviously the most important part of anything. Yeah. Because that's where we're setting everything and that's where you know you're creating the look and stuff. And my process obviously has changed a lot over the years. Like first it was just you know like putting things in a suitcase and then like taking it and displaying it all over the house and now I I absolutely hate doing that I need my clothes rack because mm. then it's just everything is hanging there and everything is just very clear to see everything has to be steam ironed and especially for men cuz like shirts and suits and stuff the weight falls in the body changes yeah that and I have to have a tailor I have to have a tailor at my fitting because again it's just so tricky it's just so tricky yeah. to get that fitting correct that i might not be able to explain uh, i mean now because of certain experiences i can tell you okay ye yahan se you'll have to take or whatever but what a tailor can do a tailor can do yeah so i it's very important for me to have my tailor and of course your usual uh, swing kit clamps double tape uh, the styling kit exactly a stylist Isn't needs to a, go everywhere yeah. with a correct. styling kit correct We're going to move on into the next segment of the podcast where I 
fling a few questions at you to get your perspective on a few things. The first one that I want to talk to you about is undercutting. This is obviously something that we face quite often and it happens on nearly every project. How have you come to deal with something like this? Back in the day when I was uh, insecure and not sure of what I brought to the table, I would also like slash my prices. Yeah. But now the case is different. I, but I also feel like I have my 15 years behind me to be like, I mean, now it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Is there a person who's going to do it for lesser? A hundred percent. And if that's what's working for you, please, by all means. But I'm not going to slash my prices. Yeah. Not anymore. Because it has taken me these many years to get to a certain level to be like, I know what I bring to yeah. the table. So I feel like it's just years of experience and just a certain amount of security that I feel for myself that mm. also the respect that I feel like I finally found be like no there's a lot that I have put in mm. to finally be like no this is what I deserve so it's actually just a mindset change for me fair enough so I also wanted to talk to you about how the role of the fashion critic has evolved over the many years a lot of the times the criticism that we might have received is not always constructive how do you feel that needs to evolve and Is that something that you take into account when you're creating a look with any artist that you're working with? No, yeah. Like how to take it into account? Because I feel like there are so many factors Mm -hmm. that just go in making a look that I can't even begin to explain the people who are sitting there and critiquing it. I'm like, like you don't even know the starting of it. It depends on what designer wants to dress you. Are you getting the couriers on time? You know, is it fitting? Can we alter it? Can we not alter it? There's just so many factors, right? That like, I feel like it's, it's easier to sit on the sidelines and like say whatever you need to, but... I know what yeah. we had to go through to create that look. Yeah. So like initially, you know, when High Heel Confidential was there yeah. and, you know, like back then, I mean, I know they're still there, but like back then, like when they were huge and stuff, mm-hmm. um, one would get properly affected. Yeah. Are um, the artists that you're working with influenced at all by anything that's said online about them? Yeah. Yeah. Some of them a hundred percent. But I mean, I'm also not blaming them because I feel Fair like enough, yeah. it's their face you know, I'm still just a name, you know, it's their face and like their face is on that platform or whatever. Some of them have taken it in their stride. Some of them are just like, okay, no, wait, but you know, this one said this. So what can we do better? So are those doubts creeping in? Sure. But I mean, from where I am standing, if I believe in a look, right. then I believe in it. Right. And if I know, okay, this one wasn't as nice, I'll be the first one to go and tell my my actor, listen, I feel like we could have done better here. That actually makes a lot of sense because if you look at the people that you worked with at least on over a long period of time, like Raj Kumar Rao and Shahid Kapoor, like their styling has been really rather fluid and very true to who they are Correct. as people. Correct. One of the other things that I wanted to talk to you about is the hiring process. Hiring a team is absolutely crucial to how we get any job done and it's really important that everybody works in harmony with each other can you tell me what that process for you is like and what the hurdles are I mean, because I have burnt myself so much now that Mm. the hiring process has become far stricter than you know what it used to be for me I mean even if I've just put out a post on Instagram and you know I get like whatever like say 10 resumes I usually try and check in with the people that they've worked with yeah and most often than not there is some story or something that a stylist is coming with like listen this one did this with me this one did that with me 
so then in the minute there is one story also i'm like okay no 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 this is a no go this is not happening anybody that has certain amount of experience and now when i'm hiring also i make it a point to sit them through i mean to like sit with them and like take them through half an hour of conversation saying it's not a glamorous job there's a lot of running around timings are absolutely haywire yeah. you know it can be 7 am to 2 am it is a demanding you know? job extremely demanding and it's also physically really demanding yes. you know there's no rest there will be days and like weeks on end when there's no rest and um yeah and most often they're not like 3 days in and they're like okay i can't i can't do this yeah so what are the qualities that you look for when you're hiring hard work i can teach you everything but hard work because if you're not willing yeah. to do that running around i'm not going to be able to take you through anything else yeah. it is not about coming on set and being there and be like oh listen i worked with shahid it is about you running around making sure those looks come on time contacting the correct designers being inquisitive being that proactive okay am i finding a new brand how am i finding a new brand you know because yeah. there are there are so many now so many. so many so if you're not on the lookout i am doing that you know like in the night like once i'm done all the noise is out yeah two three hours i'm just on instagram not scrolling finding new people finding yeah. new talent you know who, who's doing what yeah. how are you updating yourself yeah. so hard work and actually hard work and that proactiveness yeah. these two things is that how you keep yourself updated of all of the yeah, new and upcoming brands 100% cuz yeah. i mean i can't expect them to come and tell me yeah. right it's usually me telling them okay what about this brand what about this brand and that sometimes that also irks me just like if i can do it what are you doing yeah. why aren't you doing it yeah. you know how are you updating yourself yeah. cuz i it's very easy for anybody to get a bit complacent and you know just like yeah i worked for so long but yeah. you know that for me that hunger is still alive yeah. so yeah it works for me The job is obviously very demanding. You need to be in five places at once yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Can you tell me what your self-care looks like? How do you look after your mental health, your physical health? Therapy? Mm. Therapy for sure. Yeah. It really grounds me. It really really grounds me. There's just uh, and also like all of these things that I'm going to talk about right now, it's taken it's taken me a couple of years to finally I had no work life balance. Everything mm-hmm. was work. Everything was work. It was just round the clock working. But now I do make it a point to remove that 2 hours a day if I need to to either just unwind with a friend after I'm done with my day. and just connect like you know sometimes you just take family friends relationships you know your partner or whatever you take all of that for granted because the job is just so demanding right you're just It's like okay you no know, wait i need to i need to figure this out right now and you yeah. know nobody gets in they're like why are you on your phone so much i'm like my work is on my phone but also realizing now that beyond beyond a certain hour people can't get in touch with me you know like don't call like if i don't have anything really of that urgency until unless it's an event tomorrow i'm not taking calls not taking work calls after 9 pm you know yeah. so just like setting those rules 9 roads. pm is also quite late but that you is know. the job yeah yeah because like stores and stuff are open till 10 or whatever so with my assistants i have to tell them like guys i'm not going to be available now ask me whatever you need to know otherwise i'm now talking to you at 8 am in the morning so just those little healthy practices for myself and i'm actually a huge advocate of training and therapy for me these two are non negotiables like i i can't i i need that you know because it's just clearing the clutter you know um that's very very important 
And what you said earlier on, you can't do it for everyone else, but you can do it for yourself. I actually don't want to do it for anybody else now. And because I've been um, doing this, you know, there's so many people who project like stuff onto you and even like even even work wise, like there's so many people that just project things on you. And initially I would have, you know, internalized that, taken it personally, felt a certain way about my like my ability in doing my job and yeah. stuff like that but now because that discernment can happen mm-hmm. that I'm like actually that's that's your battle to fight I'm fighting mine so you do you I'm gonna do me so it just actually just overall makes you because when you're calmer you're gonna be able to deliver better exactly. when, you, when you can think straighter you're gonna be able to direct better even to the team even yeah. in communication with other people just just so much clarity yeah that I feel like is important thank you for that that was actually really insightful So moving into the next segment, which is all about homegrown brands. We were just talking about how we keep ourselves yeah. updated. And of yeah. late, there has been a huge spotlight into Indian arts and crafts. And there has been a huge boost of the number of brands that we're seeing um, come up. I'm going to give you categories and I want you to tell me what your favorite brands are in that category. Okay, so what's your favorite brand for casual or everyday looks? Uh, women, men. Menswear. Prakhar. Hmm. Prakhar is lovely. I really love good. some of the sets that he's doing, his shirts. I love. The I textures love. are really good. Uh, there's this other brand that I absolutely love called um, I Am a Work in Progress. Yeah. I Am WIP. Love. I love, love, love what she's doing. What about ethnic wear? I think Dhruvesh does some really mean kurtas, yeah. Like... Just his, and it's not in your face at mm. all, which I, I, I don't like, like too much embroidery and stuff, but just his cuts, the color play, all of that is very interesting. I really like Dhruv. Mm. Divya Mehta is also lovely. Lovely. I really, really like Divya. also. I love Divya. So like I just portrayed in a, like a black and white, like tie and dye kurta, but so different and so mm. refreshing. And if we're going really, really classic, then Rathor. Rathor is just a... He is the standard, the gold standard. Correct. What about jewelry brands that have got your eye? I think Misho is doing some fun stuff. For men? For men. Really? Yeah, yeah. Misho has a nice, nice menswear line, yeah? Lovely, actually. I've been sleeping on it. I also feel like uh, Shoploon so is interesting yeah. and she yeah. doesn't have like a men's wear line but just how fluid it is yeah um and just the fact that it can go either way yeah. i love these two these yeah. two for me we've been seeing a lot of international celebrities in homegrown labels for example like megan the stallion and cardi b were in Gaurav Gaurav Gupta, Gupta recently yeah uh if you had to style an international male celebrity who would you style them in who would i style them in yeah timothy a hundred percent for me what a clothes horse. Yeah. What a clothes horse. I love, like everything that he comes out with, you know, it's just, he's having fun. Sahil and Eja. Hmm. I feel like if Sahil and me sit down and like create a look for him, it'll be bomb. It'll be different. I'm sure. It's yeah. like very nice. Dipit from uh, Line Outline. Yeah. His cuts, I just put an actor in one of his uh, suits. His construction is out of the world. It's like one of the newer people, just the finishing and everything is top notch. I feel like he'll do something really nice also. What are you most excited by in the future of homegrown brands? There's a couple of them that you've named that have been a recurring theme 
over the course of the many stylists that I've spoken to. What do you think is it that the brands can do to sort of become a lot more visible um, and a lot more appealing to the Indian audience? I feel like the appeal is going to take some time. Why do you think um, that? I feel like it is still your metros really that are that know about them and stuff yeah. like that. Like your metro cities, like even though I know your smaller two-tier cities and stuff are with it. It's not yeah. like they're not with it. They're very with it. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely because like Zara's everywhere and you know, yeah. social media's everywhere. But I feel like for people to still, like the price points are still a little, I'm guessing people wouldn't want to spend so much at this point. Mm. Um, and I know the minute that they also go in mass production then the quality is going to reduce. I mean, there is, there's a little time. There's yeah. a little time for everybody to get with it. And also I feel like menswear is still evolving here. It is, yeah. Um, you know, it's um, like, I, I don't know a lot of people who'd be able to carry Prakhar. That's it's, true. It's lovely. It's very nice. But I feel like for that, like men also need to start having that confidence, which I actually don't see in a lot of men, mm. you know, to be able to carry that stuff off. Okay, so we're moving into our next segment, which is essentially questions from young budding professionals mm-hmm. in the industry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first question is, how do you help clients find their personal style? I mean, now I've been working with Shahid for mm. six years. I think this is our seventh year going on, but whatever. That's a long time to it's, work with somebody. And it has it has also taken us this long to... And we also have our phases. He also has his phases. You know, I've seen, we, we've, we've grown together in that sense you know there was a there was a time that we were into something else and now it's something else and now you know it's it's that constant involvement because you're also changing as a person exactly, you know you're yeah. growing so you can tell so just to be a part of that trajectory is just so fun mm. it's so fun but again that's what you need to find that one person that you want to put that yeah. that that trust in and just like how he's putting his trust in me, I'm being able to do the same with him. So I actually do understand. I understand what his reservations are. But he's also very giving in that sense of he's happy to try whatever you throw at him. And if it's mm-hmm. not working, it's not working. Yeah. You know, so he also gives me that space. Um, so it's a it's a give and take. And along that, along, along working with one another when like just how like I pick up things from his personality, so does he. Yeah. You know, so he's also like <laughs> calling me out on things if he ever needs to, you know, like he's also figured me out as a person and stuff. So it's a it's a very healthy working professional relationship. It's required, isn't it? Hundred percent. It is actually my most satisfying uh creative collaboration mm-hmm. because he also he also cares. He also cares about how he looks, you know, there's always time given yeah. for fittings and, you know, like he, he actually, he actually, actually cares. I've had way too many people just like, no, no, we don't want to do fittings. I'm like, bro, if you're not going to do fittings, how am I turning that look out? It's not a magic wand. You know, it just doesn't happen where I'd be like, yeah, you know, the alterations have to happen. It has to fit well. And with menswear, fitting is everything. Yeah. It's everything. You know, so you can't, if you're complacent, you're going to look complacent, but then the blame comes on you saying, oh, she's not cracking it. So it's just, it's a, you have to meet each other halfway. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? So, yeah, I've started styling a lot of movies, which Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying, really, really enjoying Um, creating those characters, you know, building something right from scratch, jamming with the actor, jamming with the director, 
you know, building those mood boards, uh, reading those scripts. I'm having a lot of fun. So I actually do see myself doing a lot of that. Eka said that, you know, that she really enjoys the build up to yeah. a character. Oh, absolutely. And telling that story. A hundred percent. And because now in the last year, um, last two years, actually, I've been very fortunate to do some really, really fun stuff. Mm. Like I did Farzi with um, Shahid. We have another movie coming up called Bloody Daddy, where I got to style the entire film, not just him. In Farzi, I styled just Shahid. And wow, I had I had so much fun. Yeah, and so much fun. Yeah, yeah, I love reading those scripts and coming up with my own, you know, of um, how I see it and then taking it to the director and then him giving his feedback. And then when you see the final output, it's just so satisfying. So Anisha, that's a wrap on our oh, conversation. Wow. Thank it you so much. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Oh, too much. And that was our chat with Anisha. It's so refreshing to have a candid chat with another stylist in the industry. If you like this episode, please follow us on your favorite streaming channel.